Do you like country music? Head down to Morris, Manitoba, July 25th, 26th, and 27th for the Howl at the Moon Festival. This year's festival features a number of high-profile acts, including Lone Star, Emerson Drive, and Dean Brody, as well as a host of local Manitoba artists, such as Greg Arcade, Franny Klein, Aaron Starr, Chris Michael, and many, many more. The festival started as an event to bring a huge opportunity to local Manitoba artists by having everyone sharing a huge bill, and it's only grown since its inception. There will be shuttle buses from various locations if you can't drive, there's camping, day passes are available, weekend-long festival passes are available, and a lot more. You can find tickets and more information at howlatthemoonfest.com, and be sure to follow the festival on Facebook or Instagram. The podcast is coming up on 400 episodes very soon, and over the years I've been doing this show, I've interviewed a lot of local musicians of all genres. In most cases, I'm always happy to have the people who have been on the show back on again in future. But in some cases, there are artists who pretty much have carte blanche to appear on the podcast whenever they want, and they're kind of few and far between. While I have great conversations with everyone from rappers to metal bands to punk bands to folk singers, there are definitely a few over the years who I feel really get the format of the show and are really, really engaging to talk to. And the guest on this episode, Quentin Blair, is definitely one of those people. This marks his third appearance on the podcast, and surprisingly, his first solo appearance on the podcast. Previously, he was on one of our live shows, and he was on an earlier episode a few years back, alongside Country Steve. But this is my first opportunity to really sit down with him and have a conversation one-on-one over an extended period of time, and it was great. Quentin has, basically since I met him, been one of my favorite people to interview. First of all, his songs are great. He's an award-winning country singer, folk singer, singer-songwriter, whatever category you want to put him in. And on top of the great songs, he just is a really thoughtful guy who has a lot of interesting things to say about what he does and why he does it and the process with which he comes up with his work. So we sat down on my back porch, went and played a few live songs, and it's just a really great conversation. Again, I feel like he's one of the people I've had on the show over the years who really understands why a podcast can be a great venue to talk about your work. You know, over the years, I've had some people coming on the show who really just want to promote an album and aren't really interested that much in the conversation side of things. But I realistically could have talked to Quentin for two hours, three hours. Uh, We could have gone on for a really long time, and I don't think it would have been any less of an engaging, interesting conversation. So, I mean, on one hand, you've got a guy, guy making great music. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's one of the best country folk roots artists in Manitoba at the time. He's certainly been successful in his career, in making a name for himself, not just in Winnipeg, but uh, especially in the rural communities outside the city. And he's just a down-to-earth awesome guy. So I'm saying it now on the air that Quentin Blair is welcome back on the podcast anytime he wants. I'm happy to make room in my schedule to talk to him. And I hope you enjoy this podcast because I do think he is a uh, one-of-a-kind guest and someone whose music and who just as a person you should be getting to know. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheater.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network.
backyard and I'm here with Quentin Blair who uh, has been on the show before but not for a while it's uh, it's been quite a while since you know, you quite a while yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah we did that live thing with you but that was still four or five years ago now I think uh, oh that's right yeah yeah, the yeah. Handsome daughter. yeah yeah right so yeah. twice then yeah this number been, three that's right number three oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, three feet, yeah. yeah that's right um, so I mean I guess like I think that at this point I've talked to you enough times that I know I know where you're coming from I think mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a musician I mean you seem to be consistently playing a lot of shows and and just uh, you're out there. Right. <laughs> you're out there quite a bit. And I, I figure instead of doing the whole basic, like, you know, where, where is this coming from? What's your background? I have a, maybe a weird question to start mm-hmm. off that I've been thinking about, not specifically about your music, but about music in general. And yeah. I want to know what your take is on it. Um, you're someone who, from my, my impression of your songs, you tend to localize yeah. things in the stories. And I've often wondered, do, do, do you think that that adds to people's enjoyment of the song or do you think it maybe makes it how do I word this like is it more important to make a song universal or by making it not so specific to a location or do you think it's more important to have the kind of authenticity of talking about something hyper specific I think I think hyper specific absolutely because I think like if you're listening to uh, um, I, I don't know I, I'd use like Jason Isbell as an example okay. or even like a Jamie Johnson or something like that like when you're uh, Brent Cobby another guy and like, I want to hear where they're from, and I want to hear what their stories are about there. Right. I don't want a blanket statement saying, like, just something very vague and, and unclear. Right. I want a specific... And, I mean, even um, uh, the, in the song Cover Me Up, Jason Isbell um, uses a, um, a line, and per, Percy, the, the Percy Price breaks open wide, the Percy Price breaks open wide, okay. and the Magnolia's Bloom or something like that. Anyways, I, I remember in the moment of going, like, I think he meant to say precipice. Right. And he said it wrong, and I'm like, "That's cool." And then you look it up, and like, no, he actually meant. Yeah, he yeah. actually meant a specific yeah. place and a moment, and exactly matching up with the rest of the imagery. I'm going, wow, yeah, that's actually cool. And I think a lot of times is, I'm not sure if it's a Manitoba thing or if it's a Canadian thing, and we seem to like maybe not be as proud of where we're from. Yeah, and we yeah, don't yeah. Sing yeah. about it. Well, I think and the reason I've been thinking about this is because I hear a lot of artists. I mean, there are definitely people who are doing that, but there's lots who are tra- almost trying to make it like an everyman kind of song, right? They're trying to get their characters, the people they're singing about yeah. to be sort of, oh, you can fit your own face on this. But I like, especially if it's from somewhere I'm not familiar with, like if someone from New York has a song and they're talking about some specific thing in their neighborhood, I like that. Absolutely. Because it makes me want to know where that is. And, and it also gives the people who are from that area, I think, kind of a personal like... Ownership. Yeah, exactly. An extra extra touch. Yep, to absolutely. That, so. Absolutely. Do, do you think about that when you're writing songs? Because, I mean, you do focus pretty specifically on, on well, location. I think, I think the reason why location comes into be such a sort of focal point of my writing is because I tend to write like like a, like I approach my writing as I would have imagine a painter would okay and okay. so it's a matter of going okay this is the story that I'm trying to tell and I need to add some color to the sky and I need to have some kind of conflict on the ground and I need to have some juxtaposition in the color and I, right. and I feel like that's the way that I structure a song when I'm writing it okay and so is it is it conscious though or is it just how it kind of comes out I think it's I think it's just naturally how it comes out okay. but but from a from a conscious perspective going like okay what what's changing in the second verse from the first verse because right. now we've met the character now what's happening okay, okay. and and what's the what's this what are we going to use as sort of um 
to, to paint this picture or okay, to, okay. To, to sort of draw the listener to the phase two of the sure the story. Sure, so, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of a, a lot of where I come from. But I, I don't I look up to those artists. I mean, and maybe it comes all the way back from Ian Tyson. I mean, he's been yeah. such a huge influence yeah, yeah, for a yeah. guy like me. Um, well, and he's very localized. Very much so. Yeah. But, at, but at the same point, as much as kind of Ian Tyson, he was in Toronto, and then he goes out and he, he discovers this whole, like, buckaroo culture. The Alberta right? stuff, right? Yeah, but even, they, they were down in, in like, um, in like Utah. And okay, fi- okay, yeah, out yeah. Of, Even yeah. California and stuff. And, and so buckaroos are different than, like, your typical cowboy, right? Okay. So, so all of a sudden he exposes this buckaroo culture and he starts singing about it. Right. But then what ends up happening is those people didn't necessarily want their story told on a broad scale. Okay, okay. And then it almost, like, dilutes their authenticity. Right, because they have an outsider singing about them. An outsider yeah, sure, singing sure. about it, and then now you've got more outsiders kind of dressing the same way. And it's, 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 you, could tell, you could tell sort of people's Western heritage yeah. just by looking at them once you kind of, you know, know a lot of the, and you know, and... Um, yeah, even the difference between Manitoba and Alberta. I was having this conversation the other day. Like, the difference between... I mean, granted, we're on the fringe of, of Western, quote-unquote, sure, culture. Sure. I mean, we're considered part of the West, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but we're kind of just the, the, the beginning frontier sure, of it. Sure. So we don't... we don't. I mean, I volunteer at a uh, at a community pasture where we manage 2,500 head of cattle. Right. That's a pretty great ranch. But, yeah, and, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 10, 15 community pastures in Manitoba. Ah, no, there's not 15. There's 5 to 10, probably, okay, community okay. pastures in Manitoba. Uh, and they're just probably on a much broader scale in Alberta and right. it's just and, and it's Saskatchewan too and it's just kind of like that again we're talking about this regionalization of of music but that's almost like it's like I go to Alberta and I play and I sing songs that I write about people from Manitoba but right. they're so many of my songs are agriculturally based or cowboy songs kind sure. of thing that it's like it's this weird thing where I'm going there singing like well this is a story from where I come from and it's as much as we're both Canadian yeah it's still different between those two sure. regions anyway. Even though you're both in the prairies and both in the west, it's still, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So, so then, wh- how do you feel about people, I mean, you're playing a genre of music where authenticity is kind of, that's it's of the utmost importance, right? People, yeah. people, I mean, from my understanding, from, I mean, I listen to country, but not obviously as deeply as you do, right? <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people I know who are really into it, they want that authenticity. They want someone who is genuine about, about what they're singing. And there's a few other genres where that's as, as important, but... How do you feel about people then who kind of, you know, maybe don't have that authenticity, but are, like, how do you feel about someone taking on the character of someone, uh, a Manitoban cowboy sort of person? Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I, like, I could really care less yeah. if jeans are too short, if the cowboy hat's really <laughs> right. just not, yeah, yeah. not quite right. Or yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. But, but I mean, it, it's like, I, I really could care less. Like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it, it can be in so many diff- different ways, just like an open community yeah where, where yeah. people don't really care sometimes it can get you know maybe a bit of a of a like any kind of group can can kind yeah. of have the 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 people who are kind of clicky or just like uh you're not like us but like yeah like la love says that's right you're not from texas but yeah. texas wants you anyways sure, like, sure. You're, you're, you're welcome anyways yeah. to come in here yeah. so um no I, I i think i think where the genuineness comes in for me yeah is the heart of the songwriting sure and so you want to be, I mean, I live in this really strange world between like country and folk. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you're too, I, I wear a cowboy hat. So I feel like all of a sudden I'm, um, up against the wall in, in some of those <laughs> folk circuits. Yeah. And then, um, at the same point, I like artistry and I like storytelling and I like playing just me and my guitar and sort of storytelling yeah, and, yeah. and rambling, as you can tell. Yes. <laughs> but, but like, but, you're so, good at it. But, but, but then you, you move into those, to those kind of country circuits and it's like 
that's that's not really what they want. They don't I mean, want to hear that, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, you go to a songwriter around and all you hear is like, I wrote this song in Tennessee or this yeah. song is about this. And I'm like, I got I got a seven-minute story behind my song. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. I'm always awkwardly on stage going, oops, but yeah. here I am. <laughs> well, I guess the reason that I'm asking about that is it always reminds me of, like, I used to go in when I was about 19 or so to a lot of rap shows, a lot of local yep. rap shows because a lot of my friends were in that scene and I would go see them play and everything. And I felt that... At any given show, you'd have someone rapping as if they're from Manitoba. Right. Like, they have their own accent, they have their own subject matter, and then you get one guy on the bill who's trying really hard to be from New York right. or from L.A., and it was obvious the way he's speaking, the, the slang, no one uses that here, right? Right. And I always just felt like, why, just be yourself and it'll be better. Like, yeah. you know, and I think that's kind of the same thing with country music, too. I would imagine there's probably a lot of people who are trying so hard to emulate something that they've seen or heard. Yeah, and if if they were just more maybe talking about their own stuff, it would. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. That's 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 probably right. But but it's that strange. Like country is a strange, strange genre because when you get into like, like there's so many subcultures of it, right? Because you yeah, can go yeah. from like like a Luke Bryan or like a Carrie Underwood, like a polished, which is like pop radio with the twang to it, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then you flip over and you go into Americana, and you're like, well, that's actually what country music is. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for some reason, those two worlds have a hard time crossing over but a guy like me then so we go and we record songs and i've got songs that are they're never really going to play on the radio nationally yeah yeah but i go to work all the country stations in the prairies because it's like they will play it sure because it is localized yeah so yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah. i'm not worried about trying to get a song on the radio anywhere else just going like hey this is where i'm at this is where i play we play small towns everywhere yeah and They've all got radio stations. They've all got newspapers. They've yeah, all got, for sure. Like, it's like I've worked in those newspapers. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's interesting too. I mean, I, I, did, you, did you put a post on on uh, Facebook the other day talking about yeah you know, doing it the old about way? DIY, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. And so it was like a lot of times we still DIY. We still poster. Yeah. We still yeah. Just just get out there and play. And you're at a small town bar, and you're just going like, yeah, let's yeah. go see. Played uh, New Year's Eve at Petersfield. Oh yeah, how was yeah. that? Yeah. Well, Dustin Bufflin showed up. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. it, it was kind of this moment where, like, I know that he goes ice fishing out there. Sure, he was yeah, injured yeah. at the time, so he wasn't on the road with the yeah. Jets. And um, I'm a Jets fan, and we're we're on our our little break, and we're having a pizza in the back, and my buddy's there, and he's like, uh, you know, Buff just walked in. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, seriously? I'm like, oh, cool. And I walk over, and and I see him there, and the bar owner's there, and yeah. he's waving me over. I thought it'd be this great celebrity moment going, hey, here's yeah. the country band yeah, here, yeah. meet Dustin. Yeah. And right as I get close to Bufflin, uh, the, the bar owner kind of pops out of the conversation and says, um, everyone's bothering Dustin, your break's over. <laughs> go back and play. <laughs> go up and play, and I didn't even get to say hi. Did, did you hear you play, though? Was he around? He, I, yeah, for however long. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess. You know, I don't know if it changed my life at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Maybe he bought your CD, you know? No, he <laughs> didn't. He didn't. I would have remembered that. <laughs> Well, the round bell feeders, it's empty still But three white fans wrapped around this field And I can't afford the mailbox anymore Well, the cattle picked through the last of the hay Was all full of mold cause of bailed in the rain So I turned them out just to graze on the standing corn has man supposed to keep it all a time? 
down when he feels a ghost. I'm following him around. Is it all money running a small town store? I think too it's like what I said in that post actually was that you don't have to be a punk band to That's have those kind yeah, of aesthetics and the, the punk rock attitude and I think that uh, like what you're saying is exactly right like you're you're playing all the small towns you're hustling like that and getting your name out just by like constant work right That's right. and I think that's what kind of bothers me I mean you know who am I to say that I haven't been in a band in a decade but like I see a lot of bands that are just trying to use the internet which is a great tool but to just I want to be famous. This is, I'm going to do everything yeah. geared to make myself famous rather than geared at organically building an audience kind of yep. thing. And I think you've done that pretty well. It's, it's weird though, right? So I, I mean, I, th- I don't know, it's been three, four, four years, I think, since I put out the Cash Crop EP. It's been that long, really? It has been, yeah, yeah. And I've been writing a bunch and, and just kind of like, I think every artist kind of goes through through peaks and valleys yeah, sure, and stuff like sure. that. But now you come out of it and you're going to, we, we put out a new single and then you're sitting there going, what is Spotify? Yeah, yeah. I still don't use it. I don't know. Yeah. What? I- but I'm sitting there going like, I have no choice. That's have to, a yeah. metric. You That's a to, metric. Yeah. When it, when a venue's going to call you, when when a promoter, when you want to work on a tour, Charlie Major comes through and I say, hey, I want to jump on that tour. Yeah, I yeah. want 15 dates. Yeah. And their management takes a look at my stuff. 
He's looking at the number of sure. spins that I have in Spotify. I guess just seems to be the popular one. I don't know, but I, I just spent hours just researching. Like, how do I get more spins on this yeah. new song than I did on the old songs? Because when I put it out four years ago, you didn't understand the value of a playlist. Yeah, of course. And yeah. now yeah. You, you need to learn how to get on these. And so it, it is interesting that that's the dichotomy of, of my whole career here. You go to a small town. Yeah. There's no Wi-Fi. There's bad right. cell reception. They don't care about Spotify. No one cares about Spotify. They all put CDs in their trucks. Sure, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay? So that's that, your crowd. That, that's my crowd, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I'm okay with that. But then, like like I said, then, then your metric, the judgment by industry on your success yeah. is based on spins. Right. And so it's kind of like, you know, same thing. And they thing. don't care how good your record sounds. That's right. They, they don't even listen to it. What unless... do other people think yeah. about it? And where, if you've got 500,000 spins, that's better than... 1500 spins yeah. and you're just sitting there Absolutely, going like, yeah, yeah. how do I, how do I kind of go through this? So yeah, but at the same point, I think what the internet is doing is it encourages this local, yes. localization yes. of music, right? Which is great. So it used to be, you know, you don't need a record label to put music out. You no. don't need an agent. You don't need a team. You just, you just have to learn how to do all that stuff though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. to learn how to do that all yourself. Yeah. You just go and hustle. Yeah. And then you can get work and then you can improve and then you, your songwriting chops get better. You get country music does a lot of co-writing. So right. once you get out there and you really start to dial in like how you co-write and yeah. who do you like to co-write with and what are you kind of coming up with with those writers. I've got your sort of my, my stock kind of two, three writers that I really like to write with. Yeah. I like writing with a lot of people, but I've got kind of my two, three that are like, okay, we haven't written for about a month or two. Let's yeah, yeah. Let's see what we can get. Cool, cool. kind of thing. So, um, but but that said, I mean, the way that you can then use the internet as part of your day-to-day street hustle, yeah, right? Yeah. If you can, if you can kind of pair the two of them together, I think you can make a fine career for sure, for sure, and just do it all yourself. Yeah, which is great because I mean, even a decade ago, that may not have been possible. And and I, I had a conversation with with uh, with a fellow. Um, Winnipeg artist who was doing really, really great, and someone who I looked up to. Okay, I okay. liked the writing, I liked the style of music, the production was slick, it was country, and I'm just like, I dig this. And we went out for for lunch, and it was this strange moment because I always thought, okay, I need I need to find my way into a record label, I need to find yeah. my way into to an the traditional way of doing things. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and as we were kind of ending the conversation, he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. Like, I envy what you have. He says to me, and I'm like, I don't. <laughs> What does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I don't get yeah. it. And he's like, this is the lowest the project will ever be. And I said, he's like, you can book a show. You can write grants. You can like, like yeah. write songs. You can manage your own career. You can do all these different things so that no matter what happens tomorrow, your project is one day better. Sure, yeah. As opposed to somebody who's sitting there going, and it's just given there. And then all of a sudden you lose one cog in that wheel and the whole thing falls apart. And you have to learn all of this stuff that you're learning, but from the top down. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. So it was kind of that interesting moment that, and that was probably one of those key moments for me to just say, I don't think I care. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's the yeah. point that you have to get to. I even had a, 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 a guy reaching out to me on Instagram today and, and it happens, I don't know, not that regular, but regularly enough, you know, I'm, I'm starting out, I'm writing songs, you know, yeah. can I pick your brain for a bit? Absolutely, yeah. because because I did that to other people, of course, and yeah. they gave me the time of day, and and that that's where you get that nugget of conversation sure. to go like, wow, you know what? I don't actually care that my song doesn't get on the radio. I don't yeah. actually care that I didn't get booked at this folk festival. Yeah, because I'm just being me, and if you don't like it, 
I don't care because I'm not I'm not trying to be anything I'm not yeah yeah right? I guess when you get to that point is when you kind of are able to do that right I mean yeah you, everything builds up to that point where you kind of the light bulb goes off and but I think there's a certain maturity that comes about too that like, you have to sort of hit that moment of going like like I'm comfortable enough in what I'm doing yeah that I don't care but it, in the beginning you're always like oh what do they think oh what do they think oh what if they, was yeah. that story okay was yeah, it too yeah. long am I talking too much on stage or yeah you know and, and once you can kind of shed all of those insecurities that are just a part of playing music then I then I think you can just kind of be like ah, for sure it doesn't matter anymore so and that's why the uh, the whole like infrastructure too of people doing things like podcasts and zines and, and campus radio and stuff is great because you can do all of that without having to even go near the mainstream stuff and you can you know people are working together on promoting this stuff like so yeah. I mean you're coming here and talking on this show whoever's listening to this show Maybe they'll go buy your record. Absolutely. Maybe they'll come see you and vice versa. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So someone might, uh, oh, I heard this guy's on the podcast. I should go check him out. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, however it works, right? So, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, uh, but, and it becomes very much uh, like a, like we're both working together yeah. towards the same goal. Yeah. And so now we are going to pick up some kind of, I don't know if synergy is an overused word, I, but, I know, yeah, but yeah. that's that's part of what happens, right? There's yeah. The more and more you're working, collaborating and, and encouraging someone else. I think that's actually the key. And this is what I, I'm terrible at. Um, I live out of town, I rodeo, I love riding my horse, I love, I, I don't like people. Right. So it's this, this really weird thing, it's like, you, I can be on stage and I'm, and I'm, that's part of me. Well, you're in your element there. Right? I'm in my yeah. element and I'm, and I'm fine, but I would not, I'm not the same person when I'm in, sitting around the table with a bunch of strangers. Sure. Or just in a, in a big crowd, and so I like to kind of. I like my time on the farm. I like being in the back country. I yeah. like just kind of surviving sure, sure. very minimally. So, but I think that the, the secret to localization in music is being a part of it. You have to be involved. Yeah, you yeah. have to be involved. Yeah. And so even if you're if you're that like that up and coming artist who's just learning kind of how to find your feet and find who you are and stuff like that. The most important thing for you to do is go and see other artists totally, totally. Right? and be a part of the community and so that's all the time I'm just thinking like man I should go and do that right now but then at the same point you're sitting there going like um, you know I just drove like crazy this week <laughs> yeah yeah and, it's, and you want to take your time to relax and then do your yeah and the last thing I want to do is drive back to Winnipeg yeah, and yeah. now because I'm on like you know it's not like I can cab home from the club yeah. right it's like I've got a make sure that I'm getting there and getting home and that, that everyone is safe and, you know, yeah. you're, you're responsible. And, and so you're sitting there going like, well, I think I'm just going to start a bonfire and sit here by myself and play guitar. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. I've got a front porch swing that watches the sun go down. Yeah, yeah. And then I've got a back porch that overlooks the horses. And it's just like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Just what I do. Yeah. And yeah. so, uh, and then the, the, the most interesting part is that um, you're in those moments where, um, like, the most soul filling experience for me yeah. is to sit on the front porch and my I'm, I'll usually I'll, I'll have the window open. It's right outside of my daughter's room and yeah. I play songs to her every night before she goes to bed. Well, that's and cool, so yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just play for an hour, yeah. but just pull out random songs. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like, Hey, what about this? Like some cover you learned 10 years ago or something. And yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. And it, it, and it's, it's like this, this really fulfilling to me because I, I wouldn't have even necessarily studied the cover. I just have this, this, I know that music is a gift because, um, like it just, the, the lyrics just stick with me. There's nothing that I do to practice lyrics. Yes. Yeah. I don't like, I don't have to write them out, but it's just like, 
country music just sticks in my head. And so I'll, I'll think of a song, okay, ah, you know, I was a big Garth Brooks fan as a kid. And there's all this controversy now around him and, you know, Coulter Wall and the Dead South and Blake Berglund because um, Garth is playing two shows the that, same weekend as Regina Folk Fest. Oh, really? Okay. And so all the, the, the Wait, folk... The country tinged folk fest players yeah, yeah yeah and they're going like that's disrespectful this is like a this is a cornerstone yeah. part of our province and here you know just garth is coming in is going to sell his sixty thousand. of course tickets. yeah both nights sold out i'm sure exactly yeah, yeah. but now how does that affect you know jason isbell's show or yeah, you know, yeah, like, right, right, like yeah. all those different kind of elements too so coulter kind of spoke out against that but um you know, Garth was one of those first guys that showed me cowboy culture, believe yeah, it or not. Because yeah. on every Garth Brooks album, there was a Western song on okay. it. And so, yeah, so for whatever reason, I just kind of sit around and all of a sudden I'm like, ah, hey, thinking about that album. I wonder if I could sing that song. And just kind of like yeah. move around a little and you find it and you play it. But that's, that's soul-fulfilling to me because it's not the polished, like, okay, you know, six days on the road into the Mavericks, yeah, into yeah, yeah. my own song, and then into this story, which is like we've got that set list just hammered down right so you're just free to play whatever you want and just, however you want to play it absolutely and, yeah. and, yeah. and then the only person judging me is my daughter right and then she basically <laughs> every once in a while i'll hear can you add that to my playlist <laughs> yep that's awesome yeah i can another one for the good guys yeah 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 that's cool her favorite song is sundown okay so it's funny that she's you know seven years old singing yeah i could see her lying back in a satin dress in a room where you do what you don't confess <laughs> i'm like i'm just glad you don't know what that means yeah yet. yeah no, yeah 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 for sure but it's uh it's it's fun to kind of like have this musical experience with her yeah and it's just so soul fulfilling for me and i'll you know i'll play play pigeons yeah just yeah from John Prine just because I want to and let's see how far I can get through the song it's almost yeah. like a little bit of a fun little I don't know maybe I just have weird things that I do no no that makes sense course, that makes but, sense though. I think I think yeah yeah for sure because yeah. you, you're like you're, you're practicing too you're exercising you know the yeah. muscle memory for the songs and voice and everything yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And it, a lot of times it, it forces you to be able to think on the spot too. Sure. And, and I think part of the reason why I can rem remember the, the lyrics is the rhyme, right? There's yeah. always a rhyme structure yeah. scheme. Yeah. And so if I know the second rhyme is going to be this word, if I'm forgetting the line, yeah. like I know what the end point has got to sound like. And maybe that's so where you kind of fudge it if you have to. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah. I mean, I think more often than not, you just kind of pull it out at the last second sure. and you, you get it pretty darn close. So yeah, I'm yeah. You know, always usually pretty happy with that. That's but, cool, yeah. Met him on a road one night in a sleepy rodeo town One hot July summer night when I was just hanging around We started swapping stories, not really sure which ones were true Horse racing at the frontier days or the plates that he wore in his boots As the can pile grows, the fire pit there's a Mustang on the loose. Wild horse rider. One jump ahead of the rest. Two broken legs, ice in his veins, and a heart beating strong in his chest. Wild horse rider. From Cheyenne to Calgary. Oh, he won't tame down. Always be around long as Mustang still run free. 
wild horse rider. Well, the beers soon turned to hours. Jay, Roger, and Jimmy are telling lies with some long haired hippie causing trouble. Couldn't see the wild in his eyes. Out of a lesson book, the gambler shows only what he wants you to see. But your friends can read between the lines of that old melody With a flash and a look and a hard right hook Fists were flying through the air That one horse town saw you tear it right down As you relived your younger years A wild horse rider One jump ahead of the rest Two broken legs, ice in his veins, and a heart beating strong in his chest. Wild horse rider from Cheyenne to Calgary. Oh, he won't tame down, always be around as long as Mustangs still run free. Wild horse rider. Just fun. Well, his horse racing days are over now, but the cow milking's just begun. And sometimes over a fire at night, I can see him look everywhere. Well, then Kenny leans over and he says, Just forget it, boy. It's the thrill you love the Wild horse rider, one jump ahead of the rest. Two broken legs, ice in his veins, and a heart beating strong in his chest. Wild horse rider from Cheyenne to Calgary. Oh, he'll wander all across this prairie looking for a soft place to land. Wild horse rider. Wild horse rider. Just to go back for a second to the, the, what you're talking about Spotify and all that stuff, and, and also the idea of like building community within the local music community. Yeah, I've had uh, I have a lot of people asking me to be on the show, which is awesome. I mean, it saves me a lot of trouble tracking yeah. people down. But I've got a few requests recently, and someone's saying like, you know, here, check out my band. Do you want, I want to be on the show. Here's how many Spotify downloads I have, or whatever. And, uh, I don't care. <laughs> you know, right, I, would, yeah. I do not give a shit. I'm almost more likely to not get you on the show because you told me that. <laughs> That's right. I'd rather have a recommendation from someone that I know whose music I like and whose taste I trust yeah. saying, look at this band. These guys are awesome. You should yeah. have them on the podcast. Nine times out of ten, I'm going to go for that. Well, that's how we got connected in the first place. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's how, I think that's so much better. And I think that's how a lot of people... I think people are maybe deluding themselves into thinking that the numbers are the most important when I think that the smaller stuff is what's more important Yeah. just in terms of eventually getting to that point. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that for sure. Um, but I think the reality is if you go to enough Manitoba music seminars, yeah, they're yeah. going to say you've got, you know, three sentences yeah. and you got to make a count and you got to have something there that they can grab onto. Right. And 
I mean, Manitoba Music is fantastic, and all their DIY programs and yeah. stuff like that. And I've I've done I don't know how many of those courses, or how many January music meetings I've been to, and just yeah. they do the speed dating thing where you're introduced to all this different industry and you get used to talking to them, pitching, and you just you learn to then get really comfortable in who you are sure, in presenting sure. yourself. So, um, but it is it is interesting how y- you approach it, going like yeah, a well written email will get you a response. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But it's a matter sure. of finding what that, that is. And sometimes, like you said, you're, you're clinging on to, oh, I have 13,000 spins. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what? You know, in the big scheme of things, that doesn't really not a lot. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it is also important to find what does matter. And I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I've, it's I've never filtering. had a million spins, so I never right. have to worry about it. But I guess it's also filtering who you're talking to, right? I yeah. mean, some people are going to be really impressed by however many spins it is. Other people are going to look right past that and want to hear the song so i guess yeah it's kind of uh, yeah yeah I, I think that's that's probably a huge a huge part of it but it, it is interesting though i like i like where the future of music is going as much as i don't sell albums like i used to and i've only been around in this business for 10 years yeah, and it's like yeah. to see the difference of like man there were nights where you're like selling 17 records and you're like for me i always counted that as a huge success awesome, 17 yeah. records yeah. at you know whatever 20 bucks a record like that that's fantastic that's a nice little bonus and now you're sitting there going like you know you get point zero three cents exactly yeah yeah Yeah. oh i'm gonna follow the the question they always ask so are you on like spotify apple music or something like yeah they're like okay we'll follow you there i'm like oh well thanks yeah (laughs) there's a cd right here yeah exactly you could put this in your truck or yeah yeah i bet you don't remember my name in the morning no kind of thing because they got 700 million other songs exactly yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. does that do you have to um write differently I mean, I write differently, but kind of sequence your stuff differently for that those formats because people aren't listening to records anymore. They're listening to individual songs, and well, I mean, some people are sure, but on the whole, everything's so temporary, right? So, I, yeah. How do you? I mean, I'm glad I don't play in a band anymore because I don't know how you would target that. I mean, how, how do you? How do you know what song's gonna you work? Know what, right? I'm in. I'm just embracing that. Yeah. I'm yeah. just embracing it. Going. You know what? Um, we just did a tune that we released. And I sent it out to all of the Manitoba kind of roots and country yep. stations. Yep. I made it available to them before available to the public. Oh, cool. So okay. people can't even stream it yet. June 28th is finally when they can stream it. Cool. But I wanted radio stations to have it for a month first. Do the whole kind of circuit. Go and talk to them. Play the song. Yeah, get yeah. that FaceTime with them. Yeah. But show them, like, like, I still value what you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. As opposed to the, the reverse. If you talk to Mike Denny from MDM Records, we've had this conversation numerous times, going, you want, you've got a, if you've got a radio act that you're yeah. trying to break, you got to have a million spins on Spotify before the radio station is going to add it. Yeah, they're not even going to look at it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so it's almost like the reverse of, like, how are you going to um, break this new act? And I'm sitting there going, what, what do you... Why? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. it's different for me because it, 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 like, I already know I'm a live music act. Yeah. I'm not a radio act. And so, you already established too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, yeah. but the, the key, the key thing that I need to recognize is like, what drives me as an artist and as a human being? Yeah. Playing live. Yeah, yeah. It's personal yeah. connection with the audience when you're playing live, and I get that when it's just me and my guitar, or I get that when it's the full band, and so that, that's what drives me on. So then. Um, you know, getting the, the spins and stuff like that is not such a big deal. But the, but the important part for me is is, is the FaceTime element yeah. of it and the human relationship element of it. So I'm sitting there going, I'm perfectly fine that there's no pressure on me to put out a record right. anymore. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got 12 songs that we could put out 
right away yeah. if we wanted to. Yeah. But we've got these just different ideas and this and then it becomes your marketing plan. Okay. Sure, sure. What is what does your next thirty six months look like? And when are you releasing and why are you releasing and what are you doing to support that release? Yeah. So then like this part about being this country artist you know, so the song that we've got right now is a polka. Okay. So it's an up-tempo yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of country tune. It's great. Brenton Dorvelson's just sawing on the fiddle, and, and I love it. The next song, you know, it's like, I think we might do an artistic video with a string ensemble. Oh, cool. But, you know, here's this, like, cowboy act. Yeah, yeah. And then here's this clearly folk singer act. But there's no one sitting there going, how, how does that fit on the same record? You can be both. I am both. Yeah, you're right? both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, yeah. and I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. So then, um, yes, I like playing rodeo dances. Yeah. Yes, I love playing folk clubs. So yeah. that's the... that's. Well, and I guess the accessibility to any kind of music you want now means that listeners who maybe don't want to hear any of the, the, yeah. the, the rodeo stuff, they can just go right into your, your folk stuff and, and stay with that. Yep. Right? Yeah. One is, it is interesting because... This song might change it because it's just, it's just such a kind of a boot stomper kind okay. of song and... and it's already taken over. I used to always close shows with blues, man, because it's kind of this up-tempo yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. bluesy, rocky country kind of thing. Um, and then I thought following him around would take it over, yeah. and it didn't really. It, That's a know, good song. I like that song. Blues, yeah. man, just kind of stayed stayed out on top. And then we started playing this song. And okay. before anybody knew it, this was the barn became, burner. Oh, cool, and cool. this is this is how you have to end every show. But um, it's, it's interesting, though, because what I'm really trying to develop is is this idea of like, yeah, that's me. But yeah, that's me too. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm actually excited that I don't feel pressure to go, I got to put out 10, 12 songs today. Sure. I can put out a song today and I can put out a song in three months that's completely different. Yeah, yeah. And I can still do the same, get the same kind of cycle out of it, sell, you know, booking the shows right, out of yeah. it and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's a good point actually, yeah. For yeah. Sure, yeah. But I think the important part, we kind of touched on it before we went on uh, onto the air here, but uh, we talked about content mm-hmm. and it's like I think that's that's what it is now is content but that's what makes your local artist be successful in a local market oh totally yeah content yeah. content but like if you can have good videos to support good songs and you can spit out three songs a year let's say that's not a lot no sorry. but if you could spit out the problem is that all of our funding bodies are based on EPs and albums yes so, I mean you can get singles but um, you know like even even with Manitoba Film and Music or even Breakout West, the West yeah, yeah. Music Awards. It's yeah. like like six songs or more. MCMAs, the Manitoba Country yeah, yeah. Association, still six songs or more. And so did, did Cash Crop not qualify for any of those? No, because no, it was four, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because and I did it based on how much grant funding I got. So okay. what could yeah. I afford with the grant funding that I got? That's what I could afford. So yeah. that's what I put out. Um, I might be a little bit more, like a little bit more I don't know what the right word would be, but be selective maybe yeah. and saying like I want to get to seven songs and, and for no other reason of going like I have a lot that I want to put out yeah so yeah. but I think I think that's what that key is is that 36 month marketing plan I mean uh, Roland DeChambeau used to be at uh, um, Manitoba Music and he was the first guy that I kind of like went in and did some consultation with and okay. he sketched it out on a piece of paper to me and it was like I had this light bulb moment going like that's how it works cool if I could do 20 hours a week of book work yeah. on my music and that's so now I've got to develop my web assets so now I need to develop my website now I'm going to take two weeks to do that let's yeah. say, or whatever it's going to be right? whatever it is yeah, and yeah. then you just kind of like once you chip away at it if you're consistent with that that's how it works yeah yeah. so it's just it's just hustle yeah 
But yeah. when you seem to be good at it, I mean, well, it's, it's working for you, right? The hustle has been. Yeah, it, and it's actually it's it's. I, I kind of went through like I was saying. There's there's peaks and valleys yeah, yeah. sort of as an artist, and um, it, it was it's a really interesting thing. I was pointed out to me by my girlfriend actually. Um, artists, when like when you're on stage, and you're playing the Burt. Yeah. And there's people there. They're cheering. People are messaging you, saying you technically great job. Whatever. You know, love your <laughs> stuff. And yeah. the new song's great. And you get this high, but it's not like you're even asking for the high. You didn't ask no. for anyone to to. You just played your best, and you felt like you did well. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But the next day, you experience. A low, right? Because that's over. That yeah, yeah. That yeah. mountaintop experience is over. But I didn't realize that that happened. <laughs> she pointed out to me, and I'm like, that was like that was an important moment for me as an artist. Oh, to, like it was happening to you, but you hadn't. Picked I, up on yeah, but I wouldn't. I didn't know why. Like, okay, why okay. am I down today? Like, I'm yeah. just. I am like I just. I, I, I. Depression is a really heavy word to use, but but like, why am I just unmotivated sure I don't want to do anything today I don't want to talk to people I don't want to see people I just and I know that's part of my character like yeah. I like being quiet but it gets to be a, a bit extreme and then she says like this is why because hmm. nobody nobody wants you today right and I'm right like, and the day before they all did right? exactly yeah. but, but you're like wow that yeah. goodness, that is exactly what it is and so yeah. now that you you kind of recognize that then you can deal with it but sure. I think that's an important part for artists to learn because I mean you could you could look at any artist who's kind of going out there and it could be an album cycle where it's like you know a Juno nomination yeah. or you win songwriter breakout west or you know all this great stuff and guess what when that album cycle's over yeah nobody wants you anymore right and the next one might bomb exactly yeah. so but, but you got to be kind of prepared for that up and down and so I'm, I'm that's one thing that I'm kind of learning how to embrace it. Yeah, just, yeah, all yeah. I do is just say, okay, you know what? This is why I'm down. Okay. You know what? May, I'll try to go out and work with a horse for a bit. Try to get right, like right. recognizing it, right? Is just the key. You see the sun come up, go back down. Don't even need to get out of town to watch that red burn right through day and into night. Now where a drifter's heart runs wild Lose himself out there in the open miles He can't shake that kind of love Try as he might And when that springtime green turns gold I'll be packing up to go Down there to one long lonesome road To where good corn and hearts both grow no, there ain't that much to see And all that nothing means something to me There's something about seeing those empty plains Washing my sins away like the summer rain Helps me find the man who's living underneath That silver-kissed weed in the moonlight it's a restless soul in the spotlight Till it shines like a star It was always meant to be It's a diamond in the rough Ain't too far, but it's far enough Down there to one long, lonesome road To where good corn and hearts both grow No, there ain't that much to see and all that nothing means something to me 
Living by this wandering along It's a lot like going home Down there to walk along lonesome road To where good corn and hearts both grow No, there ain't that much to see Except everything Know that nothing means something to me. Oh, means something to me. But um, kind of went through this this um, downturn, and it just kind of sucked out all my motivation. And I'm hmm. just like, I love playing music, but I don't think I have what it takes to do the book, the book hustle anymore. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, we just we went into the studio in December, got the guys together, put a, put the tune together, and you start getting excited. And now it's just like, I don't think my fire's ever been this hot before. Cool. You know, with just like, just like drive yeah yeah just yeah. drive and just knowing where i'm going and just from the one song too just from the one song that's cool, yeah. and then but now why is that because now i've got my 36 month plan for seven songs yeah yeah and yeah, now i know sure. which videos we're going to do when are they coming out where are we getting them done how they're going to be different how they're going to be yeah. artistic yet still demonstrate the show because next year i want to go to play a folk festival on a friday night i want to play a rodeo dance on saturday night and i want to play backyard barbecue yeah. on sunday right like, which I, are all completely different audiences exactly yeah. but i want to do that all the time because that's who i am so one way to, to to kind of really demonstrate that is to just like comp- like continually demonstrate all fronts of that sure yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so it's not a matter of going oh well you know it's a new record coming out I've got to be careful to not make it too folky because of this it's like no new song right and the song so, can be as folky as you want absolutely yeah. and then the next song can be as country as I want yeah so it's almost you don't like, have to worry about being the guy the cowboy had in the front cover of the album because, and then people being turned off potentially right, right. Like, yeah, yeah yeah so so it's it's this weird like, like I'm definitely getting excited and embracing the, the localization of music yeah. and taking that stress off yeah to say like you know what if I never play whatever folk festival anywhere yeah I don't care anymore yeah, yeah. whereas before it's like you know I gotta play gotta play gotta play and then you know oh Zach Lucky's playing it. oh Blake Bergen's playing oh Kayla Lukey's doing fantastic <laughs> yeah. with this oh yeah. you know Kai Cater wow she's taking off Joey Land oh, this brought Del Barber oh and you're just like I want to be like those guys like those are my friends that, but but I want to get there and yeah. just like you also get to the point where you're just going you know what like happy with where I am yeah that's good that's, that's a good you know, and, and, yeah. and it makes me because you, you have this like a jealousy when I, I don't know maybe jealousy isn't the word but when you see somebody else doing something yep. it naturally it appears better than this it's the, the social media at its finest well they're doing the same thing that you're doing and, but it's just yeah you, you see the success part right yeah, exactly yeah. and you're saying oh you know you know um, Belle Plain you know she's down on a European tour with Coulter and they're yeah. doing fantastic and stuff like that and then you break it down you go like like, she's working hard. Yeah. Well, no, like, no, it no, looks yeah, great, yeah. but what, do I want that for three months right now? No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm okay just doing my own thing. But it makes me then ten times happier for Mel to see her have success sure, like that. Sure, sure. Than it is for me to be like, 
you know, and it's it's funny because because there's there's Zach, there's Dell, there's Blake, there's me. We were kind of like your your. I, I mean, there's obviously Corb too, and then now yeah. there's Coulter, but you know, there's and there's a couple other guys too coming out of Alberta now. But like like the the Hat Act playing <laughs> folk music, yeah, yeah, the Cowboy sure, Hats sure. playing folk music, sure. and trying to still find some love from the country market and we're all kind of a little bit different but i remember before i knew those guys like i'd just be like man zach's on the road again like yeah, yeah like how yeah. does he cover this these miles and then how do you compete right yeah and, yeah but then you feel like you have to compete sure sure and then you know it's just, i think it's just part of that maturity though where you just go like you know what man zach you crash at my house anytime you yeah, want yeah and we'll write songs together we'll hang out at festivals and every time you're on the road i'm happy for you yeah you know and I, yeah, I mean, this is on a smaller scale, but I can definitely relate because there's been times where other people doing local podcasts. I mean, and it's a very much smaller community than the music scene, but I see them, you know, getting these big name guests or whatever, and it's like, oh shit, I wish I had that person. But then it goes back to what I said before. <laughs> you go, oh, I just got Quentin Blair. This yeah, yeah. Oh, no, why can't I get someone big? <laughs> but I'd rather have Quentin Blair. You know what I mean? I, I'd rather have I'd rather have Country Steve. I'd rather have someone who, yeah, yeah. who has no fans and has a good story to tell, right? right. I mean, and that's and it's what, the initial thing is like jealousy, as you're saying. It's like, oh, how did they do that? I need to do that. I need to get these this amount of listeners. I need yeah. to win this. But it's like, no, I don't need to do that because that's not why I'm doing this. And that's exactly. not why you're doing this yeah. either. Yeah. So it's a, I get it. Yeah. To, yeah. to a point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but, it's, yeah. but it is exactly the same. Yeah. Right. And so, you, you know, you feel um, it, it's interesting. And then and then the more the time goes by and the more that you're kind of sitting there going, man, I've been doing this for years. Yeah. And I'm happy doing it and I'm not going to stop. Exactly. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. then that's your moment where you don't care anymore. Exactly. And yeah. not that you don't care about the art of it. You don't care about the accolades like this you don't care about the prestige of it you, yeah. you just want to do it because you like doing does it does Steve because... Earl sit up at night going man I wish I could write a better song or John Prine go I yeah, wish no. you know they don't because I hope not anyway <laughs> yeah, maybe they do maybe yeah, I'm wrong yeah. but but I think that I think you even you even take that to a to an earlier level and you just say like you know the sooner that you can find that I think the better artist that you yeah, become. Yeah, for sure, for so, sure. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I think that may be a good way to end it, actually. It's, it's yeah. very kind of wrapped it up neatly. Sure, um, sure. Just before we do that, though, uh, do you have anything coming up in the relatively near future that people should uh, look into? I mean, as far as whether releases or big shows or anything like that? Yeah, well, we've got... Um, um, I released a song out to... Um, to all the different uh, radio formats. Yeah. Uh, it's called After the Gone, and then... Um, it goes live on all streaming services on June 28th, okay. which coincides with Don Amaro's release. Actually, I didn't plan it like that. But <laughs> I, I love Don. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it, it comes out on June 28th, and I picked that day because that's when we're playing at Country Fest. Oh, cool. That so, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm happy to go out to Country Fest and, and play out there. Um, again, it's sometimes like you go to that, like to, to festivals, and you're just like, sometimes I feel like I'm like the only one playing country music right you know but I well there you're not yeah yeah <laughs> there you but, go but, yeah. but, but, but there you're the only one playing folk music maybe right that... <laughs> yeah that's right I'm the only one telling yeah. stories yeah. at this point yeah. I played a songwriter around there one time and I was with Aaron Goodwin who didn't have any radio hits yet okay. he's now had some radio success um, Aaron Prochette myself JJ Shiplett and then uh, Wendell Ferguson who's okay. like guitar guitar player extraordinaire and whatever but so the only real star at the time with us was Aaron Prochette right but it was funny to kind of go and sit there and you could see that that Aaron Prochette and Aaron uh, Goodwin Godwin and Godwin were kind of the same they're both good dudes yeah whatever and then me and JJ just hit it off on stage because we're just kind of that gritty storyteller sure and sure. here's what this song is about and it's not necessarily positive and upbeat yeah yeah it's like it's just a real song yeah and so which is uh, what we're talking about before yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but there and then the last time I was at Country Fest we were playing 
and it was right after Merle Haggard passed away, and he okay. was supposed to be out there, but then it was just the stranger. Right, yeah, yeah. And I remember this really weird moment where I was playing, and my song ends, and I could hear the strangers playing on the main stage. Oh, cool. So I'm going, like, this is just the best. Yeah, like, yeah. This is, this is country music, and then I played a tribute to, to Merle and stuff like that, cool. and it was... I don't know, I felt good about doing that, but um, there's been other times too where you go to a festival though and you're just like, there's just not a lot of country music. Good country, I mean, and I get opinionated about it, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. That's, yeah. But, well, but, that's what you do, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I am there and I'm like, the only reason they hired me is because I'm like, I'm just... They want a token country I, they want They want a token <laughs> hat country yeah, yeah, artist. Yeah, that's yeah, what I am totally here. Is. I recognize it and I'm good with it. But no, <laughs> um, Country Fest did a uh, really great, great job of bringing some good 90s acts this year for... Cool. for, for country fest but yeah cool. june 28th that's coming out and then we're just kind of crisscrossing back and forth across manitoba saskatchewan that's kind of our main yeah stamp yeah um and then i i also do what's called ranch rodeo so we um you do your own right yeah i do one at yeah. my place yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you should come i it's, would like to yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, great yeah. yeah um but but ranch rodeo is, is kind of different than mainstream rodeo it's not like bucking bronx and bucking right, bulls it's right. like traditional cowboy skills kind yeah, of thing so yeah, like yeah. Typically, nobody comes to watch. It's more its more about the competitors than it is about the fans. Okay, but, sure, yeah, yeah. But I, I shouldn't say that. Come to my rodeo stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but but so that keeps us busy. So we go, we got a bunch of weekends doing that, and then every other weekend is filled with music. So cool. That's awesome. Fun. And if someone's hearing about you for the first time on this show, what's the best way for them to find out, kind of, you know, hear your music, find out when your shows are happening? Yeah, well, I mean, it's quintonblair.com is the, the obvious website. Uh, and then uh, the only two socials that I really dig, I mean, I'm on Facebook because I, I feel like I have to be in yeah, the yeah. first one. But I really... I prefer Instagram, okay. but beyond that, I'm not on on any other socials. But okay. it's at Quindam Blair both times. So. And the website presumably will have the dates and, and stuff yeah, like that. absolutely all awesome. the tour dates. And, and you could find me on Spotify too. If yeah, yeah, that's previously discussed. I finally learned out how to put my tour dates onto Spotify. Oh, nice. So, so that's, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Okay, awesome. If people want to hear uh, more episodes of this show, including the past two appearances that uh, Quindam made, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 390 whatever episodes are there for free download and streaming. You can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM, and those are older episodes that get a boost uh, a few months later so awesome. I mean by the time this airs on UMFM that, that, that thing will be out you might even have some more stuff over right, yeah. so it's kind of a cool way uh, you know if you happen to be in your car at midnight on Sunday which is prime radio listening <laughs> time and you know you get home you can just go look it up it's on Spotify right, <laughs> right exactly <laughs> we'll but it. actually I saw it on Spotify the other day yeah, oh, yeah. that's cool that's yeah. cool yeah awesome everything's on Spotify <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> it's a weird dystopian future we're except, in, yeah. except money everything's except, on Spotify yeah. except money so far anyway yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on alright thanks a lot man thank you Shadow on the wall where he sits, checks his watch, checks his son, he whispers, Boy, this is it. There's a train leaving downtown in about three hours' time. I'm gonna get out of this town alive. I gotta get out of this town. Well, he leaves the stool spinning with the froth on his beer. And then I slide over and I knock it back and I offer him my cheer. We ain't here for much, but we got much to do. Call out names or to be somebody's fool. We ain't here to make time, cause time marches on. We ain't here to bring them back long after they're gone. Hey! Well, she paces and she fusses as she's walking down the floor. She 
trips over a suitcase has been tucked behind the door. She says, now, what can come of this, my friends? Well, I hope you knows that cheating and then leaving down ain't the only way to go. Now he walks in the back door, but he won't be walking long. His lock is off the safe and all the ammunition's gone. We ain't here for much, but we got much to do. Trailer park sign Watching that sun go down One minute at a time That slow rolling trains Rolling slow lay by And there ain't nobody getting on Nobody riding high Well you know she smiles And she looks at me and she tosses me a bear And I slide over and I knock her back Because she don't waste no tears We ain't here for much We got much to do Call out names, I wanna be somebody's fool. We ain't here to make time, cause time marches on. We ain't here to bring them back long after they're gone. We ain't here for much, we got much to do. We ain't here to call out names, I wanna be somebody's Bring them back long after they're gone.